What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well, taking care of yourselves. So today we're going to talk about the topic of individuals who have obtained supernatural or superhuman powers after they've had encounters with aliens. Now you might say, well, geez, you know, I haven't really heard about this before, but I guarantee you have. Uh, there's been lots of individuals who, after being abducted or having a experience on the earth, um, engaged with aliens or engaged with even just a UFO, not even with aliens, but just a UFO, have obtained either messages or superpowers from these encounters. So you might say, well, what kind of powers are you talking about, Lockdown Universe? Are you talking about some X-Men powers? Are you talking about some psychic powers? What are you talking about? Well, I am actually talking about some X-Men style powers, and I am talking about kind of the X-Men in a way itself. Because in the X-Men movies, they it, it, it came to a point where it was basically Professor X versus Magneto. Magneto was on the side of those with powers, superpowers and uh, Professor X was trying to find a more diplomatic route. Well, guess what? There came a war. I believe this is similar to what's kind of happening right now with the government and their, their blocking of our knowledge of extraterrestrials and what our encounters could be with them. Now, am I saying every extraterrestrial engagement is going to give us superpowers? Absolutely not. Most of them don't. But there are a few that are interesting enough that are worth mentioning and are part of this phenomenon, and therefore we have to say that it's part of it and have to say that is it possible for us to obtain powers uh, if we have these in- encounters with aliens or have the capability to become telepathic. And engage with them telepathically, remotely, if you will, from the planet Earth. They call these CE5s, Close Encounter 5s. Not Close Encounters of the Third Kind or the Fourth Kind, but CE5s where you can communicate with aliens using your mind from the planet Earth. And a lot of people have done this, including Stephen Greer, who is a little bit of a uh, controversial figure. However, there's lots of other individuals other than Greer doing it. So... 
What do we mean by superpowers and who has obtained these? That's an important question. So we have uh, one of the most notable figures of all time, Yuri Geller. Now you might say, well, what the heck does Yuri Geller have to do with this? Well, if you haven't done any research on Yuri, then you may not know that he stated that he received his capability to uh, have telekinesis, basically, uh, the ability to control items and objects with his mind from a alien source. So he states that one day, back in the 70s, he was laying out uh, in a field, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, popped up this uh, this magnificent light. And this magnificent light gave him uh, these powers. So he states that it was an alien source, and this alien source, uh, through this, this light, gave him these powers. It starts to become real fascinating, doesn't it? Because it doesn't take actually an alien encounter to have these powers come into you. It can be just a light from space. Vibrations that happen all around us. Um, and what's interesting is these ships can emit such a vibration to give it from a distance. Uh, one driller uh, stated that his daughter was healed while she was in the hospital from these uh, ships that were uh, vibrating above the hospital. These ships communicated to him through a CE-5 and stated that we're going to take care of your daughter and we're going to take care of her while she's in the hospital. She was on death's door. She was, she was only a few days away from dying. She'd been in the hospital for 30 days. And once these ships came through and emitted uh, high frequency vibration throughout the entire hospital, not only did she get better, but other individuals got better from chronic conditions that looked like they were on their way out the door. Fascinating stories. So that's one person, Yuri Geller, okay, has changed the face of our understanding of science, was actually hired by the CIA and the DIA to train individuals as well as participate in experiments to train dolphins and other animals to become basically uh, bomb <laughs> bomb experts uh, to place bombs on enemy ships and uh, and explode them. So that's uh, Project Oxygas. If you really want to look into it, I did a podcast about it. Just type in Project Oxygas; it'll pop up in Lockdown Universe podcast. Now, <clears throat> who else? What other kind of powers are out there? Now, Yuri's powers are. <laughs> amazing powers i mean this guy is superhuman not he's not just a spoon bender when he did experiments on television he was everybody who was watching the shows their their watches were winding back in time their silverware was bending uh things were happening all over their house poltergeist like activities and this is from aliens this guy's a human he's not he's not even an alien it's just the technology that they have okay and that's why I kind of went off on that rant in the last podcast because it's just the technology that can allow you to have these superpowers, which could change our entire life. But And that's the problem, right? Is that I think the government sees it as a threat. And that's why they go out and investigate all these issues. And they have the Office of Special Investigations and, and um, you know, the CIA, DIA, um, and DARPA and all these other, other agencies that are working on all this tech. So who else? has powers. Uh, 
there was an individual, a trucker, uh, I believe it was on a show uh, called Mystery Quest, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been UFO, a UFO show, but it was on the History Channel. And a trucker, and, and I've seen this article many times, I didn't have a chance to pull it up, but basically it was a trucker. Uh, he was going from, I believe it was Pennsylvania to New York, 18, 18, you know, wheeler, right? Big semi. He's on his way there, and all of a sudden he loses time. Loses a bunch of time, right? But he gets there, and his truck doesn't show the mileage that it's supposed to show. Doesn't show the total mileage that he should have had driving from Pennsylvania to New York. Actually, it only shows 18 miles were driven. So... <laughs> and his, his total mileage was supposed to be at least over 100 or maybe 200. I can't remember what it was. So he he gets out and he's like, what the heck happened? I have no idea what's going on. But he did arrive in his destination. So he underwent hypnotic regression and found out that he, he was abducted. And he found out that his truck, his 18-wheeler truck, was also abducted onto a mothership. And that, you know, he spoke with the aliens. They, they talked to him. They did some tests with him. And placed him back. Now, once he got home from his delivery, he laid down in bed. He was, you know, obviously exhausted, but he didn't know what had happened that night. Not until later on when he did the hypnotic regression. But he knew that he had something strange going on when he was laying next to his, his wife in bed. And found out that he could see through the ceiling into the stars. So he was looking through his ceiling, through his roof, into the stars, or into the sky to see the stars. And he could pick them all out. And then he went outside to make sure that he wasn't crazy and, and make sure that the constellations were correct. And he was absolutely 100% correct on, dead on, from what he saw inside. So then he goes to lay next to his wife, and guess what happens? He can see through her skin into her skeletal structure her muscular structure, and even into her organs to see if they, there was anything going on, anything strange happening. And I can't remember, I think there might have been a part of that story where he was able to see that his wife had a certain health ailment and they were able to fix it and get it checked out by a doctor as well. I might not be right about that, but I know for a fact he was able to see through the wife and all of her, uh, all of her internal you know, organs and pieces. Um, and he was able to do this for a prolonged period of time. It wasn't just one a one-and-done shot. He had this power for a long time, if not forever. Now, this is really interesting because nowhere in his abduction experience or in hip, his hypnosis did he ever state that they were going to give him powers. Simply had them after the event. Which makes you wonder, is it simply because they were on the ship next to the technology that allows for this transference of energy or this or the capabilities to be advanced and and, and increased right because these these aliens could have clearly said hey we're going to give you this power use it for good use it for your benefit use it to heal humanity you use it to you know benefit uh yourself whatever right but they didn't they didn't say that at all and nine times out of ten, if they're going to give you something, they're going to tell you how to use it and why you're going to use it. There are plenty, you know, ready to tell us not to use nuclear weapons if they're going to use or give us some sort of special tech or special supernatural power. They're going to tell us about it, right? 
pretty straightforward. <clears throat> so a lot of these events seem to happen around alien encounters. Some of them happen around near-death experiences, right? We know for a fact that we have uh, Joseph McMonagall, remote viewer number one, part of the Stargate program, Center Lane, Grill Flame uh, projects that were allowing our remote spies or psychic spies to find enemy military targets. Target them with 85% degree accuracy. <clears throat> and he was number one. What happened to him? He fell out of a helicopter. Vietnam. Fell out. Smashed his head. After this, he found out that he was able to come out of his body. Not even <laughs> intentionally. Simply walking down the street and all of a sudden he's hovering over his body while he's walking. He's bilocating. He's able to continue his physical progress while having an external capability of watching himself and interacting with the environment. So once he found this out and he talked about it with his superior, they put him into the Stargate program and started using him as a psychic soldier. Okay. This is the stuff. Now that's declassified. That's declassified. He's written books about it. Um, it's declassified that, you know, they, they did this kind of training and there's actually pictures that they drew of their targets and the, the targets that were held within the envelopes, um, the pictures of them and how accurate they were, um, in drawing them. So those are there. Okay. The capability to obtain these supernatural powers, if you will, is there. But some of it, if not most of it, is hidden. And it's hidden because they want power. They want to be able to withhold their power. Any, any research that they're able to use to get ahead of any other countries, they're going to hold to themselves. So that's something to think about. Because if you think that they're just going to divulge it, they're not going to do that. Uh, it may be declassified 20, 40 years, 50 years later, but that's just if we're lucky. And that might just be the tip of the iceberg. What they're finding out now is that these ships, these alien ships that they're working with, have minds of their own. They, they've created these ships to be bio-aware. Uh, so not only can they feel, but they're also aware of... Their, their purpose, their mission, who's touching them, why they're touching them. And, you know, when it comes down to, you know, these stories, you just have to think about David Adair's story going down in Area 51, touching the craft and it knowing exactly his, his uh, mental state, whether he was upset, freaked out, or calm, it would resonate and it would show a picture or illuminate either red and orange if he was afraid and more upset, and blue and white if he was calm and reserved. So these ships are uh, coexisting with us, symbiotic with us. And if they're symbiotic with us, when we touch them, they could probably also be symbiotic if we're just simply around them. They can, they're definitely going to be emanating off some kind of energy.
And those energies could have an effect on our physical body. And if that's true, then they could be emanating vibrations to help their own species. And by proxy, if we happen to be around them, either through an abduction or by accident, we're going to receive those same superpowers. Okay, because think about it. We, we will have technology that will allow us to be better humans. Well, we already do with the DNA CRISPR uh, genetic modification uh, that we can do. But there'll also be technology that'll be external that doesn't have to be within us that we can use uh, to help us as well. This seems to be the case for uh, many of the alien species. They have external um, devices to allow them to, to perform better to be healthier and they and defeat disease, especially if they're going to go to other planets that might be harmful for them. So one other case I wanted to talk about was the case of Jim Penniston. Okay. Jim Penniston, part of the, uh, RAF, uh, Bentwater case back in 1980, uh, in the UK when they found the triangle craft in the forest. Now, he didn't have to have an alien encounter to have a supernatural uh, occurrence, okay? Jim Penniston was part of a few different individuals uh, who were investigating this red light that was bouncing around all over their, uh, their base. Their base that they were protecting, Jim Penniston was on the military police side, they were protecting uh, a lot of nukes, nuclear warheads on that base. And this red light was bouncing all over them. So they knew there was a threat, but they didn't know what kind. Finally, after multiple nights of witnessing this, they were able to locate a small triangular craft that was about nine feet long. Uh, and it had different symbols on it. And seemed to be having a, um, a, a static electrical charge emanating from it as well. If you stood within about 10 feet of these, this thing, you could start to feel the air crackle and it would raise the hairs on your body. Now, Jim wrote down these symbols, but not only did he write down the symbols, which is amazing enough, he actually touched this craft. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Because when he touched the craft, it, it, it communicated and downloaded code into his brain. Code into his brain was decoded later on he wrote down uh, it was a binary code so zeros and ones and he wrote this all out when he wrote this all out they discovered that it was a code and they could read it they could put it into a computer and figure out what it meant and when they put it into a computer they found out that these beings were actually from the year 8800 a.d about 6,600 years into the future. And they, uh, there was also some additional information about different locations on Earth that they may be visiting that were of importance. Um, and they also, a portion of that message also stated eyes of the future. Um, and it, it talked about a location called High Brazil, uh, which is an island. Now think about that, eyes of the future, 6600 AD, or actually, I'm sorry, 8800 AD, which is 6600 years in the future, and these, these aliens either were us from the future, or they were from their future on their planet.
whatever the case is, it was communicated through the ship. And Peniston continued to have these superpowers, the powers to not only have this information in his head, write it down, work with it, but he was also seeing other other visions and receiving other information uh, throughout throughout the next years. So Peniston's a fantastic uh, you know experiencer of this exact phenomenon. Um, other individuals have come back. They've been able to communicate with their abductors through telepathy. Some individuals have had telekinesis from their abductors as well. What other superpowers could we have if we weren't simply being abducted, but we were partners with these aliens? These superpowers that we seem to be receiving seem to almost be by accident, by a simple touch to an aircraft, or by simply being abducted and unintentionally receiving the capability, the superpower of x-ray vision, or the capabilities, the magnificent capabilities of telekinesis. The list goes on and on and on. These are just a few of the stories of the many, and probably many who have not come out and discussed their story, either through fear of ridicule, or they haven't been put under hypnotic regression and they don't even know about it yet. Many of these superpowers might still be hidden deep within them, and only through hypnotic regression may they actually come to the surface and be capable of being used. These are the questions that boggle the mind. These are the stories that infuriate me with the government's unwillingness to share what we could possibly become. It's almost as if we're being stuck at a disadvantage. What happens if we do get infiltrated by uh, a malignant or a well, malignant is probably not the right word, but a, a, a maladaptive or a, a negative species. And we haven't worked on our superpowers. We haven't worked on our telepathy to, to um, <laughs> rapidly exchange information so that we could protect ourselves or give ourselves information of how to defeat somebody. We're still in a rudimentary stage of utilizing our vocal cords and pushing air through and trying to find the right words with our brains to communicate correctly and the and the, the the exact precise information we're trying to share with each other. But telepathy, on the other hand, would immediately give a thousand words in a detailed picture. Telekinesis would immediately allow us to control our environment and protect ourselves. Yet the government doesn't want to help us learn how to use this. We're on our own. We're out here by ourselves. Like some of those <laughs> some of those sayings go, there's no justice, there's just us. Well, my friends, that's really the way it is. It's just us out here. And the only ones that are gonna help each help ourselves is ourselves. So if you think somebody's coming to help you, they're not. You need to help yourself. 
And that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to help open up some eyes so that we can continue to work on ourselves because people are waking up. People are tired of, of the nine to five. They're tired of being sick. They're tired of, you know, people dying around them that don't have to die around them. I've had recent deaths around me with people that didn't have to die. Uh, and people are tired of the nine to five. We don't have to work nine to five if we're working on bettering our society together, you know, working on increasing our spirituality, increasing our understanding of one another, instead of fighting each other in a rat race for a paper dollar that's worthless. If we work together, if we work as a team, the possibility is endless. The potential is endless. But continuing to run this rat race is running the planet into the ground by just working and working and working and buying and buying and buying and throwing everything away instead of thinking about saving certain things and, and, and reusing things and then working as a, as, a, as a community together. Even if you live in a community where you think you're, you're working together and helping each other, we're still not a full community yet. And we're still, we're still nowhere close to our spiritual apex and our, our potential. Our potential is so high. And we need to just figure out a way to focus that in and develop small groups to enhance that and work together on that. And I'm seeing that. I'm seeing people on TikTok that are working on that. So hopefully, you know, there'll be this, you know, coming together in the near future people that don't want to deal with just fighting to survive but that we come together and we work together on advancing ourselves and it will take work but if we can advance our spirituality and our understanding of how to survive together instead of thriving one person thriving and 99 percent of the rest of the folks barely scraping by we'll be able to come together and make a world that's worth living in. That's the difference. We can do it. We can definitely do it. It just takes, sometimes it takes a, a, a whole revolution. Um, and I, I see the revolution happening. You know, it's coming. You know, the TikToks, TikTokers out there, the new generation that's out there, they're not, they're not, you know, what a lot of people say. You know, they, they, this new generation has good ideas and they have the capability to change this world for the better. Uh, so I hope that we all think about ways to make the, the world better. Um, of course, I want everybody to survive and be healthy and and be and have enough money to survive and have fun. Um, you know, it's just the system's broken. The system is broken and there's ways to make it better. We just have to keep developing ourselves. And there's powers in groups. I've been in groups and I've ran groups where we meditate together. The power within those groups is real, it's palpable, it's feelable, and it makes a difference. Doing it on your own is great too, but if you can do it in a group, the power that's in that group, by meditation, by healing each other, it... it it sounds like hippie nonsense, but I'm telling you, once you experience it, it's, it's a completely different animal. 
And it's hard for some Americans and some people who don't live in an area that really supports alternative thinking. But if you, if you can find folks, even online, to do it together, even if you can't do it in person, it might be worth exploring. You know, meditation, coming together, bringing thoughts together, bringing ideas for a new future so that we can develop our own supernatural powers for good might be the only answer because nobody's coming to do it for us all right guys i really want you guys to take care of yourselves spiritually physically emotionally in many ways eat healthy do what you need to do to get your body right to get your mind right to get your spirit right some I feel like I've got my body somewhat right and my spirit somewhat right. But emotionally, work is not where I want it to be and not, not what I want to do. And so I think the closer you can make that happen to your dreams, the better. Continue to follow through on those hobbies and goals and dreams. Make them a reality. Like Shia LaBeouf said, just do it. Make your dreams come true. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Till next time, guys, take care of yourselves. I love you. And do what you can to make this world a better place. Till next time, Lockdown Universe out.